Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Sporting Global Podcast. And today we're here with Juliana, all the way from Sao Paulo. How how are you, Juliana? Hi, Ole. Well, happy to be here. Thank you for the invite. I'm very happy to share more about my my professional career, my experiences, and let's get to it. Absolutely. Well, it's a pleasure having you here. And for those that are tuning in today, we're going to talk to Juliana a little bit about her experiences, her journey, her passion for communication in the sport industry. And of course, if you are interested in learning more key tips, you know, every week from key leaders like Juliana, you know, make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel. You know, you'll get video interviews every week. So, I mean, like Juliana, when you're when you were a student, I guess it would be nice to have like just just that weekly input from like leaders and people in the sport and see just like sharing their tips, their advice, what they're doing and, and helping you explore your minds. Absolutely. Um, I think that when you're a student, you're always trying to look for um, the better opportunities. Oops. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, you know, always... <laughs> No, don't worry, don't worry. I thought it was me and then I was panicking for a second. <laughs> no, um, yeah, but it, like I was saying, it's always good to to have uh, these this tips and um, these instructions because sometimes you want to you wanna get somewhere, but you don't know how to. And, and obviously talking to the people who, who are already working in the industry can always be very enlightening for, for all the plans that we have right no for sure and and i mean like i guess we just have to dive into your journey and like why don't you just take us a little bit back to like how did your journey in the sport industry begin well Ole, that goes uh from my childhood actually ever since i was a kid i was always interested in working in sports yes yeah. Um, yeah, it's quite interesting because my dad, he's a sports journalist here in Brazil. Oh. Um, he used to work for the biggest TV station here. Um, and he worked there for, what, more than 30 years? Right. Um, yeah, so, so ever since I was born, I was always somehow in this industry, somehow seeing what was happening. Um, and it would always fascinate me to see... Uh, all the things that that people were doing in sports, yeah. uh, especially the the backstage, you know. Uh, <laughs> every time I would get the chance to to go to the sports events and um, you know see what people were doing um, behind the scenes and how the organization was going um, from all the standpoints. Uh, of course, as uh, having my dad as a, a sports journalist, I would always see from the media perspective, but um, yeah. as I was growing up, I would uh, get the chance of going to all sorts of different events. Uh, so so I have uh, watched live pretty much every event that ever happened here in, in Brazil. It can be from volleyball, from uh, football, of course, because it's uh, the, the most important uh, sport for us here, but uh, volleyball, basketball, futsal, stock car, which is uh, similar to NASCAR for, mm. for people who, who are not familiarized, yes. Yeah. Uh, Formula One, you know, all sorts of things and all of them would fascinate me. Right. Um, like I said, from, from all the different standpoints. Yeah. So that's where my passion uh, began. I, I was always involved with all this. 
and when I I uh, needed to to decide what I was going to do uh, for for you know after school and all that, and then I was like, you know, I, I want to 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 be a journalist. My plan was to to go <laughs> the same the same path that my dad did um, as a, a sports journalist. Uh, but then I had the opportunity of working in the, the Olympic Games in Rio. Nice. And also I was uh, taking an internship in a, in a communication agency. Mm. Um, so when I, when I combined the two, the two things, the, the communication agency and the, the, the Olympic Games, I got in touch with uh, the communication side of sports that is not connected to to the media is more connected, you know, to press office and, yeah. and uh, public relations and all that. So that made me fall in love even more for for, for sports. Yeah, uh, and that's where my my journey really begins uh, uh, actively working in in sports. That's that's awesome, and I mean like so fortunate as well to be able to like uh, follow your dad's footsteps in a sense like from from an early kid just like you know getting inside behind the scenes and i mean like it, it explains a lot you know why your i guess passion for communication in general is is so high you know and utilizing that and and again like you know just exploring the the different kind of options that were in in sports communication but and that kind of like leads me though, because we talk a lot about, you know, communication here, but at the same time, like last time you graduated with an MA in sport ethics and integrity. So that's kind of like a completely different <laughs> side of the, the industry. So I guess you have to talk a little bit about that, but also at the same time, you know, in a sense, like in, in, I guess, like complete package of like from six different European universities. So I guess like you have to explain a bit, a little bit how that worked. And also, yeah, how was, how was sort of like your experience just being part of all these different kind of universities across Europe? And again, why this sort of like, I guess, shift into ethics and, and sports integrity? Yes, yes. Well, um, like I said, when when I was uh, in university, my bachelor's degree is in journalism. So when I graduated, I I was very happy with everything that I learned, but I felt that I needed uh, something that really uh, would direct me to the sport industry because journalism, you can work in any field. Sure. I could be in finance, I could be in the medical area, I could be anywhere. Yeah. Uh, much like all my friends in, in uni, uh, I think I have only one friend who actually is working in sports, all the others mm -hmm. are in fashion industry and all that so i needed something that would really put me in the sport industry yep uh so that's that's where it all began um and to be honest with you when i was looking at the possibility of of continuing my studies i was actually thinking of sports marketing mm. um i thought it would be a good idea you know to go to a master's program in sports marketing and and um really uh establishing myself in the, the, the sport industry. But yeah. what happened is that as I was uh, looking for the programs online, I found this one, the sports ethics and integrity. And you know, it really, it really gets your attention when you see that uh, you're going to be traveling around uh, for two years 
Right. Um, so that was definitely something that really caught my attention. I I was uh, amazed by the idea of of uh, living in so many places and getting in touch with so many cultures. Mm. So that's when I decided to apply uh, for for the program, and also because, of course, as you said, it, it, the the there was a shift. And I was looking at the, trying to look at the more ethical uh, side of, of sports. Uh, this was in 2017. So uh, I, I don't think I need to explain to, to the public here what happened in 2015 with the FIFA gate. <laughs> uh, and, and after that whole Something. episode Something and that stuff. whole story. Yeah, yeah, the situation, you know, really caught our attention. The, yeah. the people who love sports, we always feel really sad when we see these things happening uh, with sports. So, um, after surprised, that, that but whole... they're very disappointing, of course, you know. Exactly, exactly. That, that's exactly how I feel. Uh, for example, right now we're going through something similar with the Brazilian Football Federation. Mm. Um, yeah, so so the, the, when you see these people that they don't are genuinely uh, in love with sports and they they don't genuinely want to to make sports uh, as a as a tool for for growth and for you know for peace development, there are so many things you can do with sports. Yeah. Um, so so this is this is what was happening back then in 2015 we have the fifa gate and then this program it is actually a response to to that situation mm. um the the idea of really studying ethics and integrity goes uh, along with uh, fighting all these issues that we have uh in the industry right and and that's that really caught my attention too because I had never seen anything like that before, and it really goes well with uh, one another passion that I have, um, which is social responsibility. Yeah. I usually say, you know, in my cover letter when I am applying for a job, I usually say I have three three passions: I, which is sport, of course, communication, and and social responsibility. These are the three things that really move me. Nice. Um, so, so this program it would really fit uh, with two of these things, which is uh, social responsibility and in in sports. Yeah. Um, so that's when I decided to to engage in the the master program, and I applied. And and um, it's it's very interesting for the people who want to uh, go deeper and study more about ethics in in sports and integrity uh i always recommend this and one thing that really really uh, gets your attention is the fact that um it's uh, provided by erasmus erasmus plus mm -hmm. yeah. so you have the option of of getting a, a full scholarship which can always <laughs> it's always interesting to 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 uh, study and and still get paid for that right um right. yeah so so that's when i when i applied and i enrolled in in the master's program and i mean the whole experience is as good as as it sounds i was uh i i lived in five different countries in yeah. these two two years uh i started in in the uk in swansea Nice. Um, and then I moved to Prague, and then after that I I lived for about three months in in Switzerland, 
Um, but in Switzerland, it was not uh, directly connected to the program. I could find a, a internship there. Mm. So, so that's when I, I moved there and, and lived for three months. Then after that, I moved to, to Barcelona. And I was there for a year. Um, but then right after that, I, the whole pandemic situation happened in the lockdown. Right. So I was stuck in Barcelona for a while. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, so then after that, I still had to, I, I still had the opportunity of going to Italy. Um, so yeah, it was, it was amazing. I, I, I don't think I have the words to describe, uh, how great it was because definitely, uh seeing all these cities and you know living there which is always different than just going right. as a tourist you get Weird. to see how people really live and how things uh work in in yeah. in the the city yes um so so this from from the standpoint of 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 the cities but also there was something that uh it's really incredible about this program is that um, we were a group of around like 20, 25 people mm. and we had like, I think like 18 different nationalities. Learning from, from all, all the, 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 the size that I could get, I was learning something. It was either from, you know, living abroad, living in a different city every six months and then living with people from, from these different places all over the world. Right um it was the the whole experience was was very um enriching for for my for my uh professional and personal life uh, i was learning so much about culture about uh you know the way people live and and all that yeah so so yeah the the whole the whole experience was really amazing well, I, I can't imagine. And I mean, like, I think one of the things that, you know, struck me from this, you know, from your thoughts here as well was sort of like capitalizing on sports, etic sports ethics and, and integrity at that early stage. I mean, like, obviously you said, like, you know, this program came, you know, as a result of, you know, what was happening, you know, in 2015, but being smart enough, I guess, as well to kind of like just jump on that that early you know because of of course like if you look at sort of like you know it, it's taken it takes time you know like and especially in sports too of like just making sure that these procedures all this you know integrity and and ethics and and the regulations are coming into place you know in sports so you sort of like started mapping out like what essentially you know the future you know the trends in in the sports will look like and, and that's i mean like it's a very challenging thing to kind of like grasp but at the same time a very unique experience and i think you know from a student experience as well is combining that with you know exploring all these different cities and exploring all these different culture it, it gives you also like a very complete uh picture of what sports ethics and integrity really is you know because it's about you know uh, you know getting people together and, and helping each other and making sure you know that the industry is moving forward within the right you know kind of frameworks and regulations so it's it's a way of also like you know exploring those those cultures and and uh, you know measurements that are are needed so i think that's that's a really fascinating you know um approach and, and and journey that you've been part of and i guess like you know for 
for for young people out there now that are sort of like you know what are what are some of the things that they should focus on and, and if they are you know of course like passionate about you know ex- and, and they want to explore a little bit like it's good that there are programs like this that could help you you know not only of course like ex- uh, exploring a very interesting topic but at the same time explore different kind of cities and cultures to help you you know understand different kind of people because i mean like it, it, it's i say it all the time like us it's it's one one world you know nordics are one world you know it's 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 different kind of rules and regulations and and you know people have their their ways of doing things so understanding how people are and and helping understanding the cultures like it's going to help you you know wherever you go in sports and i think it's very important in sports as well because it's so global and so connected you know so i, I think that's a very very key key element moving forward for any young people out there. Absolutely. Um, when th- this is also interesting uh, when you you mentioned that uh, going to that direction already so early. Um, the thing with with studying this master's program for me, I think it's uh, I used to think that before going to the program, but now I think even more that I I am out of it is that. I really do believe that everyone should should try to engage in something like that, you know, because it doesn't matter what your profession, if you're in communication, if you're a lawyer, if you're an engineer, um, in every aspect, in every area of the sport industry, you get to deal with ethical problems right um and and the the program is not here to tell you uh what is right and what is wrong but it's really here to tell you uh how how can you process that information and and what are the things that you should take into consideration and when you're deciding on doing something um and this is something that is also uh, present in in the group i I, I think it was only me and maybe another two or three girls who were in communications. Mm-hmm. But out of the, the 20 people, we had people from uh, the, that were lawyers. We had people that were in sociology. We had, uh, you know, I, I even had a friend who, who studied religion as his background. Mm-hmm. So the, the backgrounds are, are really diverse. Yeah. Um, and, and it, I think this is really important because, as you said, it, it also have, helps you to uh, get to know the different uh, cultures and the different uh, perspectives, mm. because you really need to take all that into consideration when you, you're dealing with an ethical, an ethical problem. For example, uh, one of the things, one of the discussions that I see very frequently are the ones related to the, for example, the women's situation in the Middle East. Mm. Of course, if you're looking at it from uh, my perspective, for example, or your perspective, we will get one thing. But when you're there, you know, when you speak to people from from that region and they explain you their their point of view, there are things you can you need to understand that that's where they come from and and right. also um that there are ways of dealing with everything you know you cannot just come from the outside and go there and impose your opinion and your ideas and all that you yeah, really need yeah. to 
to be, you know, uh, um, respectful to right. to everyone's um, opinions and 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 the way of living. Yeah. So the program really really helps you with that and is very interesting from that standpoint too because you you need to you 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 don't have any other option. You are living with the different people and in the different cultures and the different professions in the different places in different situations. So you you really you're put to test, you know, to, to yeah. see how you would deal with things. Um, yeah, and, and the program also, I think it's always very important to, to uh, tell people that uh, are interested in, in enrolling in it is that it's a program that uh, it's also very uh, academic focus. Mm. So you, like I said, it really helps you to, to think, you know, right. we have a whole semester on philosophy of sport, for example which is basically thinking, it's philosophy. Right. Um, yeah, in, 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 um, that's where you're, what you're encouraged to do. It, it's uh, for so those you're not, <laughs> analytical. I'm sorry? It, it's for those analytical people. Those, those exactly. Are <laughs> exactly, yes, yes. But, you know, I was always uh, very fond of this idea of, uh, when I was in journalism, for example, the, the school that I chose to go to here in Brazil is also the, founded in this, in this idea that, you know, for the first two years, we were studying very much the theories, the, the having discussions and all that. And then for the other the two years, we were putting into practice because, mm -hmm. I really believe in, in creating your foundations and building that foundation Absolutely. so you can move forward and, and put that all into practice. So, so this program also helps you to do that quite a lot. When you go to all these kind of dis discussions, you, you have a homophobia in sports, you have the transgender issue in sports. People want to talk about it, but what are the, the rules? Mm. What are the theories? How do you define all that? Yeah. So, so it's quite interesting to, to enroll in these discussions and, and, um, you know, try to, to get your arguments as strong as possible for, for right. this kind of, of, uh, uh, situation. No. And, and it's like you said, like at the end of the day, it's like having that solid, solid foundation, you know, with everything you're doing, yeah. if you don't have that, you know, you can't back up your arguments and you can't back up you exactly. know, your, your ideas and your thoughts. I mean, like we, we talk about it every time as well as a startup. I mean, like our foundation is everything, you know, like people mm -hmm. can say what they want, but we know that we did our solid foundation and that's what makes yeah. us, you know, showing the results that we're having now. So it's, it's very important, like in life in what you're doing is like build a solid foundation, but I want, I want to go a little bit back, you know, to uh, your Rio experience with the Olympics, <laughs> you know, just, just a little taste of that. And, and you kind of like worked as a trilingual personal assistant, which I mean, like, I guess you got to explain a little bit more about it. What key lessons did you essentially learn from, I guess, being part of such a major events, just as the Olympics? I mean, like it's, it, it's the biggest, you know, so it's, it's uh, something to work in. And, and I guess like as well, working so close with different cultures, because as a trilingual personal assistant, you work closely with, with a different kind of, you know, not, not the Brazilians per se, but a different kind of culture and, 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 and yeah. country. So how, how was sort of like that experience and what were some of the key lessons? Well, um, I think 
when I look back at all these experiences that I had uh, without noticing, they all, uh, they, it's almost like they are uh, complementing uh, mm -hmm. each other. So we right. were just speaking about the master's program, which was very theoretical. And, and I was thinking a lot about, uh, in, well, like I said, in theory, what would you do in theory? And the Olympics is the opposite. <laughs> the Olympics is when you put all that into practice. So right. um, when you're really dealing with everyone in a, in a big event like that, when you don't have a lot of time, you know, to think, what should I do? How should I deal with it? Many of the decisions you, you take, you have, it has to be very quick. Yeah. Um, so, so I think that definitely the, the biggest learning that I had in, in the Olympics was uh, to develop this, um, I think I can say, uh, to, to make decisions very quickly, mm -hmm. uh, but, but also uh, responsibly, because you are affecting a lot of people when, when you're doing that. Yeah. Uh, the Olympics, you're definitely leading with very different people um, that you have people there who are passionate about sports, the ones that aren't, the ones that really see that as a dream, the ones that see that as a boring job. Mm. Uh, you get to see it all. You get to, right. to, to interact with uh, uh, very different people and very different perspectives. Yeah. Um, and having all that here in Rio, which uh, it's not a secret that the IOC had its um, challenges to make yeah. the, the, the event uh, happen. But at the end of the day, uh, at least from my perspective, it was a really good event. I was very happy to, to participate in it. Uh, but uh, yeah, like, like I said, I think it's uh, the practical side of, of all the things we're, we're saying in <laughs> theory. Yeah, like mixing that, you know, hands-on experience with like academic reflection, you know, like it's it's the balance. Exactly. Has, has exactly. But, but speaking a little bit about communication, of course, and, and I guess like, you know, um, you speak a lot of languages, you know, five to be more specific, <laughs> which, is, which is super impressive, you know, incredible that you're able to do that. I think most people now is sort of like, you know, to two three languages maybe three you know like if they're if they're doing it I'm, I'm like i'm showing in like swedish and and danish just because it's so similar so i'm just like yeah i'll speak that too you know it's it's kind of like a, a thing here in the nordic we can it's kind of similar besides like finnish and icelandic that's like completely different we don't understand what's oh really <laughs> oh, i didn't know that <laughs> uh, it's like the lesson is that if uh, so norwegians can we can talk very well with the Swedish because it kind of like sounds the same, but we don't really understand uh -huh. what we're writing it. While the Danish, it's harder to understand mm -hmm. when we're listening, but it's easier to understand when they're writing. So it's, yeah, it's kind of interesting. Okay. But anyways, um, so yeah. obviously speaking five different languages, I guess like what kind of tips do you have for any, anyone that sort of like want to add you know, additional languages to their vocabulary, because obviously, you know, it's, it's super important, you know, in today's sport yeah. industry, you know, I, I mean, like, I know we have countries and partners in 11 countries, you know, it's like having some, somebody knowing that language or, or some, someone it, it's always helpful, you know, yeah. so like what kind of, what kind of tips do you have? 
Well, uh, to, to start off my answer here, I have to say that uh, it really sounds amazing when you say uh, I speak five languages, because to be honest with you, the situation is similar as to yours. Right. Uh, I do speak the, them all them five, but right. the thing is that uh, four out of them, they are very similar. Like you right. were saying with, with the situation there with the Swedish and, and, and the other languages. Yeah. Um, because they're, you know, Portuguese, Spanish, uh, French, and Italian, they are all Latin based. Mm. Uh, so, so uh, once you learn one of them, all the right. others, they, they are easier to, to learn because when you get the, the, the foundation and, the, and, the, and the, how the language works, basically, right. and then the others just come right after that. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, I don't want to, to people to think like, oh my God, she's a genius and all that. No, but but uh, things I, are really I, smart here though, which I think is like, um, it's like the languages that you learn is sort of like based on like, okay, so like think about like, as you said, like your main language is, you know, Brazilian Portuguese, like Portuguese, you know, Brazilian, yeah. uh, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> I don't know, what, what do you guys call it? <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, so like- We I was, call it like, Portuguese. So, I mean, like that's obviously very similar to like, you know, Portuguese, Portuguese, Portugal, Portuguese, From and then Portugal. Of Spanish, yes. uh, Spanish. And, and, and like you said, it's like, what is your main languages and what kind of other countries yeah. are speaking languages that are kind of like in that same, I guess, like initial framework, because that's yeah. going to help you, you know, elevate on that. And I think that's a very clever thing. So like, again, as you said, yeah. like, well, if you, I learned uh, like we talk a lot about this in in uh, Norway it's like German so the mm -hmm. Deutsch um, so like German is is kind of similar to like how the Norwegian language is structured so hence it's easier mm -hmm. for us to learn German you know so yes. it, it's kind of like a thing like that and and of course like I speak a little bit of German but not like you know something I want to <laughs> talk about but uh, but, but yeah, it, it's kind of like building upon that, you know, smart structure of like, okay, what languages do you speak that kind of like the ones that you're adding maybe first to your vocabulary is the ones yeah. that are similar to the, the, the ones that you already know really well. Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, that, that's, that's where I started. Um, of course, English is the one language that nowadays everyone needs to know yeah. look at us here like i speak portuguese you speak norwegian but we're speaking in english right um so th this is the the language that i always tell people if you have to focus on one go go for english because uh that's the one that will really help you uh in the industry and it's that that doesn't apply only to to the sport industry it goes for pretty much uh all the other industries of course french is very important in in some industry german but i think that the that english is kind of universal uh, yeah. on that so um, that's the one that that i i always recommend people to to really focus on yeah. and um regarding the tips that you were uh, mentioning earlier i think that um I think that nowadays we are very, very lucky to have all the all the possibilities that we have to to learn new languages. Right. Uh, one of the things that I do the most is, you know, Netflix. 
I will not lie. <laughs> yeah. I will not try to pretend here that I I am super studying everything. Uh, Netflix is very helpful to me right. uh, because um, I think that for me, I, and I say that from my my personal perspective, um, learning is not that hard. The problem is keeping it. Mm. because uh you can learn like you can for example you hire uh, a teacher you can take like like what i did with italian when i was living in italy i hired this teacher and i i had like for six weeks i think i had classes like maybe two or three times per week mm. so <coughs> i'm sorry the the language uh the the learning uh, path there was was very very quick but then to keep that it's what is uh, challenging for for me now right um so what i always do i go on netflix i i tune in the 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 tv shows the movies the tv shows are the ones that i really recommend because then you have a continuity you know the movies you watch it and then it's done but uh, with the TV shows, you watch it and then you can put the, the subtitles in the language that you, you're already listening to. So, for example, for the Italian TV shows, I, I have the, the subtitles also in Italian. So you're listening and you're reading at the same time. Yeah, yeah. This is very helpful yeah. uh, for French specifically, because for me, from all these languages, French is the most difficult one. Mm. uh the the fact that you have so many i always joke about this that you have so many letters that you don't pronounce it and i'm always like why do you have them in there anyway <laughs> um so so reading a lot uh uh in french really helps you uh with that um so so my main tip would be that mm. to to you know look for things that you enjoy but then try to do them in the language that you're trying to learn. I love watching uh, the, the TV shows and, and the movies. So for me, it's not, I, I don't feel like I'm studying. I really feel that I'm just, you know, uh, watching something, but then I'm watching it in the, the language that I want to learn. And uh, just to, to finish my answer here, I just want to add something that I always tell people about it when they, they come to me with that question, like, how do you do that? How do you speak so many languages? Uh, aren't you shy and all that? And, and I always say, like, of course, I'm shy. Uh, the first times that I would uh, speak in English uh, to people or Spanish, I remember very well when the first times that I had to interview people in, in Spanish, yeah. I would get, you know, so nervous, the adrenaline would come and I would be sweating, I would be <laughs> blushing. Yeah. Uh, and, and it was very obvious that I was nervous. Right. But I think that the what you always have to have in mind, and I, I say that as someone who works with communication, is that if you're delivering the message, that's the main important thing. So you, if you, if you're concerned with, um, you know, choosing the the exact right word to say something, you know, saying that sentence grammatically perfect and all that, that that doesn't that that's not necessary in many cases, uh, especially if you're having a small talk, if you're if you're you know just dealing with something quickly, you don't need to to say everything perfectly. You need 
the person to understand what you're trying to say. Yeah. If the person gets the message, if the person understands what you're saying, right. your job here is done. Of course, you can always improve. You sure. can always sure. learn more, yeah. but don't get stuck on that idea that, uh, no, I can only say that I speak Spanish if if I'm speaking, you know, a C1 level Spanish yeah, yeah. and I understand everything. No, if you if you're there, you know, a B1, uh, you, you're you're already good. You you can already have a conversation with someone. Yeah. So you can already, uh, uh, you know, go out there and 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 uh, uh, speak to people. And and of course, when you're speaking to people, your mind will kind of be. Uh, paying attention to what the person is saying so you will learn uh, mm -hmm. as as you're speaking because practice at the end of the day is always the best right. the best uh, uh, teacher for 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 this so yeah that that's my main tip like don't get stuck on the the details you know on on speaking perfectly well i mean like i think also is that people really appreciate effort and the fact that mm -hmm. you're you know, trying like it, it means so exactly. much, you know, like even if you don't exactly. say like 100% right or like whatever it is, it's just like the fact that you took the time to learn yeah. and like try to do it like that, that, that just says so much, you know, because yeah. no, nobody really cares if it's like, you know, 100% right or like if, if yeah. like have like some wrong words or like whatever it is in there, like if they get like, as you said, like if you can kind of like people get what you're saying. Yeah then people really appreciate that you're trying because yeah, that yeah. that's at the end of the day is like, you know, if like, you know, somebody here like came and like, they, they try speaking or reaching to me, like, of course I would be super happy. I was like, I'm, I'm really glad you're trying, you know, like I'm, I'll, I want to help you, you know, like, yeah. and, and I think like effort is like, what is really important with language and the fact that you're trying, like, people really appreciate that, especially when you're going to new countries, you know, and like, yes, you're, doesn't have to be like you know you're visiting or whatever but like just those small things you know like it can come a come a long way like when i'm traveling as well like i try to do like the initial there's like the basic stuff in like whatever language that is sometimes yeah. of course like they, they they speak back in like spanish or french or whatever and i'm kind of like <laughs> I'm done. Uh, I don't know, <laughs> yes. you know, but but it's sort of like that appreciating that you're there respect yeah. your culture and um Again, that's kind of like, I guess, sport ethics and integrity, you know, like sports ethics, and learning uh, and, and being yeah, part of that yeah. community. But um, yeah, um, just just before we move uh, forward, <laughs> I just want to add something here, uh, because all you're saying here really reminded me of something when when I was um, back in 2014, I was I lived in France for a month. I was in yeah. a exchange program right. and then I have this image in my mind very clearly uh of the day the first day that i went out with friends and we were in a restaurant and the waiter came and i told him in french i said like hello uh, i i don't speak french very well i'm here to learn so please tell me would you rather that i speak in english you know because it will be faster sure. and then he said like no no you're here to learn french you're going to speak french with me Right. And then I said, like, okay, but this will take some time. And then he said, that's okay, I have time. So then I, I you know, I ordered and I did everything in, in French awesome. and he was super happy. I was very happy as well because 
you know, I was there to learn and, and I think that that's the, the behavior we, we should have, you know, we're, we're always learning. Yeah. So you don't have to get there and already be like perfect. Uh, you, you know, if you don't feel confident enough, you can say like, hey, I'm sorry, I am here to learn. Um, so, so if you're okay with it, I, I will, I will keep speaking the, the language. And like you said, when people see the effort, they are very patient with you. Yeah. This is something that I learned. They're very, very patient. They are willing to teach you the best words to use right. and, and understand what you're really trying to say. Uh, so, so I think that, that people should always have that in mind. And, and my, my, my maxim here is if the message is delivered, your job is done. That's <laughs> 100%. What I always have in mind. So I guess like we're, we're about to sort of like wrap up here. And, and I guess like if you wanted to like comply all the stuff that we talked about through this conversation and if you wanted to like provide like I guess like some some tips like some few key tips for for any student out there that are trying to you know find their path in the industry you know exploring their options now and maybe don't know exactly where they're going like what kind of like tips would you would you have for them well I think that um one of the things that I learned very well in, in the experiences that I had is uh, to always uh, kind of self-assess what you're doing. Uh, and what I mean by that is, uh, for example, when, when I worked as a, a press officer in, in public relations, I was always trying to pay attention to the things that I would do uh, and, 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 it, and it wouldn't be that hard for me to do because that's when you find out what are your strengths and 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 also of course always pay attention to the feedback that people have uh, uh for you because uh, that's when you you find out uh, what you're best at and what you're not so good at and i think that um if you're st struggling with that there's always the option of for example going uh, on uh, mentoring programs or, or you know, professional orientation and, and things like that. And uh, I will take the time here to even uh, kind of promote the one that I am involved with sure. uh, at Leadership Woman Football, which is where I work as a communication uh, manager nowadays. Um, we have the, the, the mentoring, we offer the mentoring program and uh, the, the orientation as well, which we call development program. Mm -hmm. And they are focused on that, you know, they are focused on, on helping people uh, to, to develop uh, as a professional. So I guess then most of the people here, they are students. So the development program is more appropriate because you really learn the, the key things that you need uh, to to uh, help you in the sport industry, for example, networking, which is something mm -hmm. that we didn't mention that much in, in the interview, but networking is always key, is always very, very important right. when, when you're in the industry. And this goes, of course, like I, I keep saying, these things are interchangeable. You can use that in, in the sport industry, you can use that in any other area. Yeah. Uh, and, and networking is one of these things. You always need to to be connected with people, uh, you know, people need to know what you're up to, what are the things that you love, what are the things that uh, you're willing to work with. 
because this is how you move in, in the industry. And um, the development program, for example, helps you a lot with that. And for the people who are listening, who are more senior in the, in the industry, they already have, you know, their five years of experience uh, working um, in, in the sport industry. The mentoring program is very, very interesting uh, to develop the leadership skills, uh, the, right. the things that we are uh, always talking about, you know, like uh, to be a leader, you, you don't need to have, you know, a team, you can be the leader of, of yourself, of what you're doing. Um, so so that, that's always uh, very helpful. And, and the, 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 just one thing that I wanted to add to, to the networking uh, point uh, here, I have to congratulate you and, and Eduardo for the work that you guys have been doing in, in uh, Sporting Global because uh, you guys are providing that, uh, that opportunity for people to, to connect, to really show, uh, you know, in their profiles there in the, in the platform, what are their passions, what are their mission, their goals, and what they want to do in life. And, and, uh, and then all, all the others can, can see that. And, you know, it's always helpful for when you think of a, a project, you think of something and you're like, oh yeah, I, I do know someone who's already interested in that. And, and of right. course, if the person already has the interest in, in doing something, it always makes everything easier. So, yeah, so, so, so my main tips here are, you know, look for, for this mentoring programs, the, the development programs, the ones that will help you to, to develop as a professional yep. and have your profile in Sporting Global to, to connect with, with Not everyone else. content, you know, just, just. <laughs> you can pay me later. <laughs> uh, well, Juliana, I would like to thank you so much for the advice, for the tips, you know, for your story. You know, it's, it's a lot of interesting stuff there. You know, I think we can talk for a long time uh, about a lot of different things you know we just barely scratched the surface we might have to you know dig deeper into the whole sports ethics and integrity down the road uh, but uh, but uh, yeah like i said juliana thank you so much for sharing sharing your time sharing your story taking the time and uh, like i said for those of you that have been sitting here and listening to this awesome conversation all the way to the end you know make sure to like the video maybe write a comment about you know your favorite highlight and um and make sure to subscribe if you haven't already. You know, we would really appreciate it. And like you said, you'll get like some key tips every week. And then we have some additional fun content as well coming up in the next few weeks. So stay tuned for that. And uh, Juliana, since you're such uh, a, what, what can I say? A novice, uh, passionate about communication and language. I'm gonna learn you some Norwegian at the end. I, I would love that. I would love that. <laughs> um, yeah, but Ole, I want to thank you. Thank, thanks, uh, Sporting Global, Eduardo, you for, for giving me this opportunity of, of sharing a bit more about my life and the things that I learned uh, in, in my short career. I think that I, I did have uh, amazing experiences that really taught me a lot um so so thank you thank you for for inviting me and it was a pleasure to to share with the audience more about uh everything that i learned absolutely well with that uh we will wrap up with this which means see you later in norwegian how is that 
Visnakkes. Visnakkes. There you go. Nice job. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Juliana. We'll uh, we'll talk very soon. Bye bye. Thank you. Bye.